right, let's hit Audacity. It looks like it's recording me. I like to see that. That's good. That's a good start. This is going to be a great episode. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> the uh... what, a, what a low bar we have for, like, this is going well. It's like these programs are working the way they're intended. Yeah. <laughs> I'm breathing. This is going to be a good oh, episode. Man. What a day. What a day. <laughs> Oh man. Well, uh, how, how are you? I I feel like I haven't talked to you in a while. It, it feels like it's been a minute. So it's the, I guess this is what the first full week of, of January. Right. Yeah. Cause new year's was, was a weekend or something. I don't know. Days are weird. Well, no, this is, we we're halfway through at the time of this recording. We're halfway through our second week of okay. January. Okay. See what I mean? Days are weird. Yeah. Time is well, this is also a really long month. Um, it feels like it. Yeah. So like we've got a bonus Monday that we're going to have a bonus episode that's not why it feels like a long month though we're really excited we very, uh, to yes. have a third episode for oh what a chore <laughs> gosh oh my gosh y'all are so needy <laughs> no no um, it's, but it's yeah exciting. you know i'm i'm good just good. kind of attempting to plan out the year you know things that things that i want to do places i want to go and um there aren't very many of those because i am such a homebody yeah it's it's tricky yeah no it's um my wife is a little bit the same way. She likes being at home. You know, if 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 it was her choice, I think she would. We would just always stay here. Yeah. And uh, and I I like to get out. Although I do get out all week long, so I like to be home on the weekends. Yeah. Whereas she's home all week, so on the weekend she wants to go somewhere. It's a it's a weird balance to be sure. It is. And I'm like, hey, I'm ready to go somewhere as long as you'll drive. I think that's a, I think that's a fair compromise. It's like, how willing are you to go somewhere? <laughs> yeah, exactly. How much do you really want to do this? Because yeah. that's what this is testing. No, but uh, yeah, kind of the same here. Uh, planning out the year, seeing what we're going to do. Um, got a lot of things kind of trying to figure out where to go with it this year. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's um, 2023, man. I don't know. It's yeah. it's here. It's it... <sighs> It's weird thinking about that. Like I was I was poking fun at a friend of mine because he's playing Skyrim and I'm just joking that he's playing this old game and I was like it's 2023. Like that's not a real number. I feel like I said that last year too. It was like Dude, I don't know, time. That's funny that he's playing Skyrim. I'm also playing Skyrim. Really? What are you uh what are you thinking about it? Have I, you played it before? You've played it before, right? I've played it before, yeah. Okay. No, I've I've played it before. I decided to start a completely new game. Okay. I had never done that before, so I, I started from scratch, completely restarted the whole thing. Uh and this time around I downloaded all the mods I could to make yes. it the best looking yes. game. You know? So like texture mods and stuff. Yes. And so okay. it does look very good. Um But you didn't do the uh the dragons or Thomas the tank engine mod or or any of those <laughs> no, i didn't do anything like that there's so funny there was so skyrim is a is a bethesda rpg and one of bethesda's other other ips is uh, fallout yes and one of the mods in I, I don't remember which fallout it is but there's like a mini like a shoulder mounted mini nuclear bomb launcher and there's a mod that makes the sound when that goes off the uh and his name is john cena <laughs> and then when it blows up it goes da, 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 da. oh no and I just I'm astounded at the creativity of modding communities. Yes, Spider Man I've seen has some pretty good mods as well. I believe that. Yeah, yeah, I very much believe that. But, uh, but they, yeah, uh, they they modded that when the New Years of War made it to PC last year. They modded it to be a uh, instead of Kratos and his son, it was Rick and Morty. Oh gosh, <laughs> fitting. <laughs> yeah. Very fitting. No, I, oh, I uh, as far as gaming goes, I actually, so my son has a Switch that I've used occasionally mainly to play Breath of the Wild. Mm -hmm. And uh, with the sequel to that game, the direct sequel coming out later this year, um, I have brought his Switch into the living room so that I can Ooh. 
play Breath of the Wild on the big screen to like remind myself of the controls before the yeah. new one comes out. Which, by the way, if you have a Switch, you probably know this, or maybe not, but you can actually rearrange the buttons now on the Switch. I don't think I knew that, actually. That's Which really cool. Which is fantastic, because if you are like me, you get very annoyed at Nintendo for totally remapping your basic buttons. Yep. Everybody else in the world does it completely different from Nintendo. Yeah. And so I've now rearranged it, and it works so much better in my brain, and I'm so excited. Yeah. I So I have not really played... I've, I've, dived into any switch game really in in a tremendous amount of depth so i can't talk about oh you know this game is frustrating because i'm used to doing this but i feel like with you having like having played assassin's creed games and games of that nature so thoroughly so extensively games by and large do have the same control scheme Mm -hmm. and then nintendo comes around and they're like hey but uh what if what if we didn't though but what if we flip-flopped everything it's like, yeah. well, Nintendo, that is just beyond unhelpful. And they're like, yeah, but you're going to buy it anyway. So, and, and then I do. And they're right. That's the most upsetting part. I know. I'm a hand over my money <laughs> with a with with my head hanging low. Like, you're right. Two tickets to the Chris Pratt Super Mario, please. <laughs> yep. My name is Maximus Decimus Meridius. Welcome to the show. Welcome back. Welcome Absolutely. to They Didn't Ask Us. I am Jay, and with me, of course, as always, is John, and we are so glad to be back again for another episode. We went backwards a little bit for this episode to review yeah. something that actually came out in 2021, um, something that I am very upset was not released. I, I don't understand why part one was not released of Halloween 2020, and the second oh, part was that released Halloween of 2021. That would have been so good. Duh. Now, I have hadn't thought about that and now i'm upset yeah it was released june and july i mean i guess it makes sense they'd want to release them close together but eh. if you haven't caught on we are reviewing the long halloween parts one and two a dc animated movie probably the only dc properties we're going to be getting for a little while i think that's a i think that's a very safe assumption i am at the moment i'm scrolling back through our um spotify because when you said we're reviewing something from a little ways back i was like oh he's gonna reference how oh yeah we, we also did we reviewed review... this we jay this is this is blowing my mind a little bit we reviewed the book the long halloween season one episode five wow november 2019 and we also that was the first time that we did a dream cast golly where we got to cast whoever we wanted to play the roles in the story that's so wild how about that that's whew. did we i feel like we knew like it, the movie was confirmed at that point right yeah because that would have been what 2019 20 and it was yeah yeah we, we would have 2019 and this came out in 2021 so i would assume it had at least been announced if not in development already or or rumored maybe mm-hmm Anyway, we will return back to um, the long Halloween for an extended conversation here in a little bit. But I want to talk to or talk about some more recent developments. Um, so we're recording the Wednesday, the week of the college football national championship game, and during halftime Boy, of this barn burner that was glorified practice for Georgia against TCU. <laughs> um, we got, I guess it, I guess it's the final Ant Man and the Wasp Quantumania trailer. I would assume so. I mean, this thing comes imagine. out in February, so there's yeah, not much. Like else they can show weeks. yeah so i 
the game was very boring. I had it on my second monitor and I was playing Call of Duty with my friend on my main monitor and I had it muted because I wasn't actually watching the game because I mean, it was like like 45 to thoughts and prayers. Um, <laughs> and I see like the second half of the trailer, just visuals with no audio. And I'm like, I'm going to have to watch that later. And I did. And uh, I, I <laughs> what is it? What is it? I said, I texted my friend. I said, I'm scared for Marvel's ageless former Baskin Robbins employee. <laughs> Yeah. Um gosh, what did what were your what were your takeaways from the from the new Ant-Man trailer? It's um it's not looking very good for Scott. No, Scott is either going to he's he's either going to wind up dead or worse worse but yeah. I, my money's on dead yeah at this point uh which is really hard to say because yeah i'm not i'm not happy about it i really like scott i, I don't feel like he's gotten enough credit in this in the mcu yeah i i do tend to agree um it is particularly upsetting because we're we're kind of in the between phases of mcu where a lot of theories and leaks and guesses come out about you know who's going to be the cast of what movie what characters are going to return when right and one of the one of the rumors that i think we both we talked about a little bit um off episodes was that the new avengers cast leaked <laughs> that's right i tweet I, I tagged you on that tweet <laughs> and i mean scott was one of them and i was like bold you know i don't because again going into to ant-man and the wasp knowing it's introducing kang knowing kang is the big bad of this phase i was like that does seem unlikely but i want it to be true yeah because like you were saying the scott lang character paul rudd like he could be in just about anything and i'd be on board yeah same here yeah he um he's a good guy i, I would love to meet him in person Honestly, he's one of those celebrities that I feel like he is a, be a pretty genuine person. You know, yeah, that's everything I've ever heard. Yeah. Like all the, the anecdotes I've read is like, oh, I met Paul Rudd and he's actually like a really cool guy. Like, yeah, I okay. would think so. Um, I'm, I'm on board. And uh, but the movie itself, I mean, visually, it's going to be weird. Yes. I mean, the whole thing, you know, I mean, at this point, we're pretty used to it, I guess. But the whole thing's going to have to be CGI. Yeah. You know, he's just going to be the actors are just going to be acting in pajamas on a green screen set. What a life. <laughs> I say sitting here in my T-shirt and lounge pants like, man, isn't that great for them? They get to go to work in their pajamas like. Yeah. Um, but I tell you, the visually, it reminds me a lot of a Doctor Strange movie. Yeah, it does. Because the, the, the quantum realm kind of has that Dormammu, I've come to bargain feel to it. <laughs> You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I I full on like so again I was playing video games with my friend. I full on was like, Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, we have comic accurate Kang at the end of the trailer and I was like, This is like people have been wanting comic accurate costumes since the beginning of comic book movies, even before Marvel. Oh yeah. And he looks like that is Kang. Yeah. And I'm very excited about did it. Did you notice Modok in the background? I did because I knew to look for him. Oh, okay. Because um if you if you're watching this on YouTube, you could tell I might have a few Funko Pops. Um and when the wave of Funko Pops for Quantumania was announced, uh Modok was included in that. So I had already seen what Modok's design was. Oh, okay, gotcha. He was leaked by the merch. Oh. He got Legoed. Yeah, that yeah, I was just about to say. <laughs> Lego revealed everything. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Well, I thought that was pretty interesting, and uh, I saw it. I noticed it the first time I saw the trailer. I saw him in the background, and I was like, whoa, I didn't know that was coming, which he's such an unusual character anyway. Yeah. Uh, I don't really understand him all that much, but I, at the same time, we're going to the quantum realm, so... Is anything really going to make sense? 
yeah yeah i think that's a completely fair way to look at it yeah uh well moving on from the trailer we have the last of us is coming at the time that this episode releases it will actually be uh the monday after the premiere um it looks so intense it does. I I didn't play the games, so I honestly have no preconceived ideas of, of this. Yeah. I know it's a very beloved game. It's being re-released, like Again. Uh, <laughs> updated or visually or whatever. Yeah, they're they're remastering it for remastering. the Thank PS5. You. Couldn't think of the word. Yeah, um, so I haven't finished the game. Uh, I started the game. It plays a lot like Zombie Uncharted, which again, as an Xbox player, you probably haven't played that as well. Um, but I I couldn't get through it because I'm too jumpy. And <laughs> right. obviously as Zombie Uncharted, it's going to have some like very intense, very jumpy moments. And I was like, I can't do it. I'll just watch people play it and enjoy it vicariously. Yeah. Uh, which I did. And it's an incredible, wonderful game. It's very good. Um, I will say I made it through like the, it starts in a, in a very long extended cutscene, essentially. And it just punches you in the mouth immediately. Not to the degree that Up does, but very similarly. Oh, okay. And I would expect, let's assume, you know, the the premiere episode, let's call it like an hour and a half because they want to try to grab you and, and suck you in with a high quality premiere. I would expect that's probably going to be, if it is shot for shot, I will not be disappointed. Hmm. I do know, it starts off so well. Well, I do know that uh, Pedro Pascal, they've asked him specifically not to play the game. Uh, I think which that's completely fair. I think is interesting. I, I'm assuming it's because they want him to be authentic and not be trying to recreate the game, I'm assuming. Yeah. So. In a in a vacuum, some, hearing something like that would really worry me, especially in the wake of Halo, where the writers and people were like, oh, well, you know, we somewhat famously don't care. And it's like, well, what if you, uh, what if you did care? Because this is one of the most beloved video games potentially ever yeah um and the reason i don't worry about that with this is because um the creators are involved like oh, they're part okay. of the of the show running team oh okay all right that well i got a lot more confidence in this now yeah because it's because it every time i've seen a trailer for it it's like from the people behind this and the creators of the beloved video game franchise hmm. and it's like oh yeah no i feel i feel a lot better about that now see they almost need to do that for star wars every star wars project they need to make it a rule that george lucas is actually there giving his opinions i don't know i don't know george lucas made the prequels they were fun but they weren't good they were better than the sequels that's a f- exceptionally low bar <laughs> we were i was talking about that last night so again i, I feel like i mentioned this every episode tuesday night movie night Uh-oh. last night we watched uh, What's that, um yeah, well jay since you ask um <laughs> we uh we watched glass onion which uh it's, it's a knives out film i think is the subtitle uh another film by ryan johnson who made the most divisive nerd movie of all time of the last jedi yeah i don't think that's a stretch to say at all no not at all because it is a movie you either love it or hate it and i had a realization last night of like there are four main ryan johnson movies that i know and i very much enjoy three of them and i absolutely hate the fourth one and it's so weird to me because i can't think of another director who's like most of their stuff's pretty good but i hate this one like that's such a weird feeling i'm trying to think of another one uh, Looper, that sci-fi movie with Bruce Willis Is and Jason Gordon Levitt. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I liked that one. Mm-hmm. And then Knives Out and Glass Onion. I loved Knives Out. I did not like Glass Onion. I know we're not reviewing Glass Onion in this episode, but my my thing about it is it's a very satisfying kind of detective movie, but not really. And then it has a horrible ending. And then after the horrible ending, it has an okay ending. And that's it. It ends very unsatisfactorily to me. The buildup is fun. The cast is good. Ugh. 
Yeah. I, I'm excited to see what the next movie will be because, I mean, come on, you're not going to stop making these movies as long as they're good and well-received. Yes. You you keep making those. So Speaking of streaming services, the Amazon original Hunters, uh, well, actually, I don't think it's an original. I think it's actually based off of a book, but Hunters Season 2 is releasing February 21st. I had wondered if they were going to make a sequel to this. Um, so am I excited for it? What what is it? Okay, so basically the idea is is that um we all know the horrible stuff that happened during World War II, where we had, mm -hmm. you know, uh, these concentration camps and, and Jews taken to these camps and, and, and very much mistreated. And so it's about like, it's like 19, I can't even remember when it takes place. I want to say like the Al Pacino show. Yes. Okay. 1990s. Okay. And he's a uh, Ashowitz survivor. Um, and so he is now hunting down Germans that are living, Nazis that are living in America. Okay. And it's a very, it was one of those shows that was real, kind of like Glass Onion, where it was really good and the buildup was really good. And then the ending was so far fetched and so out there that it was just, it, it almost ruins the whole rest of the show. So I wondered, I was like, it, but it, at the same time, it sets up for a season two. So you're like, are they going to have a season two? Cause that was kind of weird. And, um, it is the second and final season of the series. Okay. So they already announced. Yeah. So okay. it's either going to be, I, I, I imagine it's going to be like the first one. Okay. That is not quite a ringing endorsement, but no. I feel like it's one of those that could be, you don't have to watch it as it airs. You can just kind of pick that up and enjoy it for like what it is. And, and, at you know, any point in time. And, you know, I say this, and, and honestly, this applies to everything that we review. I may not have liked it, but you might enjoy it. You might yeah. think it was yeah. really good. To me, the ending is what kind of threw the whole thing off, and I didn't care for it. Okay. Like I said, you might love it. So Yeah, I think that's completely fair. Yeah, check it out Here, if you have an interest. Here's a, a new show that has come out that I want to see if you've heard of, because I didn't hear of it, and then I saw someone talking about it on Twitter, and it has not my full attention because I'm very scatterbrained and really nothing has my full attention at any one moment um there's a show on netflix called kaleidoscope have you heard of it i have heard of it okay so the thing about kaleidoscope for those of you watching or listening who may not have heard of it is it's a show with no set watch order you can watch the episodes in any order and get the full cohesive plot start to finish so it's like witcher season one no i said you would understand the full cohesive plot oh, oh okay it's a but key so, difference between so witcher, season like one. witcher season one <laughs> I feel like it took about halfway through season two of The Witcher for me to be like, ah, yes, no, I, I get it now. I understand this yeah. because they kind of they didn't have as many aggressive flashbacks in season two. I don't feel like. No. So that's a really interesting concept. I we, we bemoan this probably at least once a season. Right. You know, why do we have so many remakes? Why is I, I personally blame a lot of things on nostalgia culture, which is kind of a product of my generation. And this is a new idea. Okay. And I'm very excited. I want it to succeed because I want originality to flourish. Okay. Well, then I might have to check it out then. So I, I might have to as well. I couldn't tell you the last time I watched the first season of a Netflix original show. Speaking of something that somewhat has originality to it, Wednesday... Yeah. Uh, we just started watching that. Uh, we haven't, we were only two episodes in, but man, talk about a show that captures your attention straight out of the gate. Yeah. That's encouraging to hear. I've heard exclusively good things about Wednesday. Me too. And I yeah. doubted every single person until yeah. I watched it for myself and we started watching it and I was like, this is actually really good. That's super cool to hear. Yeah. I, I was never really, I'll tell you, this is going to tell you a little bit about me as a person. Um, 
the most I ever watched of the Adams family was when they did those uh those uh Scooby Doo movies on like the old old ones where it's like Scooby Doo meets Batman and Scooby Doo oh, yeah. meets the Harlem Globetrotters. It was like Scooby Doo <laughs> yeah. meets the Adams family. And I was like, Oh cool, these guys are kind of funny and weird. And that was really it. I never I never got into them. So Did you ever see the movie that came out like when we were kids? I did not. I don't remember seeing it. I can say that confidently. Okay. Well, the, I might have seen it and completely forgotten. The it. actress that originally played Wednesday in that sh- movie is in the show as one of the teachers at the school. That's fun. And she actually plays a key player. Key part. I, I like. That. That's really cool. So that was neat. Um. But yeah, it's um, it's a good show. I, I highly recommend checking it out. It's um, cool. it's it's like a it's like a weird quirky Harry Potter is like the best way I can describe it. So I know I know this is tricky to say only two episodes in but what would be kind of the age range of the expected audience for it right because it's not a it's not a kid's show it's just a show about a kid if i were and this is coming from me and i'm i'm probably a little more strict than most people but i would say probably 12 and older okay would be okay um there is some gore Actually, quite a bit of gore. Nothing extreme, but definitely some stuff that catches you off guard that you're like, "Ooh, oh, I wasn't expecting that. Um, But yeah, nothing, nothing too bad. Okay. But. Uh, as far as shows go, we also watched, uh, my son and I, we were attempting to watch the bad batch. Um, it's <sighs> two episodes in, I can say I like it better than the first season. It's a, it's a low bar. <laughs> I feel like, I've, I feel like that's been the, the refrain of this episode so far, you know, is like the thing I will uh, say, and it, and actually it was the second episode and I, and it dawned on me what was happening and it bothered me, but the bad batch is being so careful not to kill any of the clones that they're fighting. So they're mm-hmm. so the clones are firing their lasers, you know. Right. Their their guns. And the bad batch, they're they're shooting uh stun, you know, orbs or whatever. And so they're trying to stun them instead of kill them. Except if they're in a machine and they're flying, then they just blow up the whole thing and the person is dead. Or uh or in the, the second episode where Wrecker has the, the tank gun. <laughs> Yeah. And a hunter is still running around stunning all these people. Yeah. And Wrecker's just like, nah, forget that. I'm blowing everybody to kingdom come. Yeah, exactly. Precisely. So yeah, there are, uh, there are some inconsistencies in that sense. There is. And then also I wanted to give my final review on the Santa clauses. That was something that I didn't get to. Honestly, we didn't finish until after Christmas. Um, a, a peek into the review right there. Yeah, it was. It was, uh, it happened. It's it there. was a show. It was a I show. I guess it is a, it is a show. They totally set up for a second season. Will there be a second season? <sighs> I highly, highly doubt it. That's kind of upsetting because I feel like we have enough shows. Like, I feel like, I feel like I don't, so I don't post on Facebook a lot, but I scroll with, with some frequency and probably once a week I see one of those silly BuzzFeed posts of like, here are 17 shows that were canceled too soon. And because I'm a sucker, I read all of them. <laughs> um, and I feel like a lot, like the most common refrain in something like that is, oh you know it just it sets up like there should have been more it ends on a cliffhanger and then it just stopped and didn't get renewed and then you have shows kind of like you're alluding to with the santa clauses it's like it's set up for another season and it might get it which is upsetting enough but like (laughs) you could just stop yeah yeah and and it's it's even even the setup for the second season is so subtle that if you're not paying attention to it you really wouldn't notice it um okay that makes me feel better i thought it was like an overt like they introduced a new character in the last scene of the first season and no, like, oh, what happens on. is, is like, so the sun, so I, I'm not even going to go into it. It's not even worth going into it. Fair enough. It, it's, it's there. Watch it if you want to, um, but don't. So... <laughs> <laughs> 
So the long oh, Halloween, uh, the long Halloween parts one and two, the movie or the excuse me, the graphic novel that John and I reviewed passionately um, four years ago. And it's so it's so weird to think about that. And we, we even created a dream cast, which is we haven't done that in a while, but it's where we read a graphic novel and we say, OK, we are in charge of making the movie and we get to hire whoever we want to play the different characters, the different roles mm-hmm. who we choose. Um, um, I can confidently say they did not choose any of the people that we wanted. Yeah, I think that's completely fair. Uh, also, it was animated, so it's voice acting anyway. So yeah, doesn't really count. Even I would say, even in terms of voice actors, it's like oh, we we can get into this in a second. Yeah. Um, but we have a I love wherever you grab this plot summary because the long Halloween plot is intense and intricate and ambitious. It's, it's a, a big long. book. It's a big book. Like as far as graphic novels go, it is hefty. It is. I've actually, I've got it on my bookshelf for our, our uh, video watchers. I, I'm tempted to go get it just to show you. Um, And I mean, obviously, again, we, we referenced this episode very subtly uh, multiple times. And if you're watching on YouTube, I have the link to uh, to the episode down below. And um, I'm sure we talk about the plot in great, great detail there. But we have a very good summary uh, of parts one and two each separately here. So um, if it's all right with you, Jay, I'm going to dive into a dive into these summaries yeah please do all right so um the long halloween part one released on june 27th 2021 inspired by the iconic mid-1990s story from jeff loeb and tim sale batman the long halloween part one begins as a brutal murder on halloween prompts gotham's young vigilante the batman to form a pact with two of the city's only uncorrupt lawmen police captain james gordon and district attorney harvey dent in order to take down the roman head of the notorious and powerful Falcone crime family. But when more deaths occur on Thanksgiving and Christmas, it becomes clear that, instead of ordinary gang violence, they're also dealing with a serial killer, the identity of whom, with each conflicting clue, grows harder to discern. Few cases have ever tested the wits of the world's greatest detective, like the mystery behind the holiday killer. Part 1. Whoa. And then, um, for Part 2, released July 27th, 2021, so a month later, um, The Long Halloween, Part 2. The reign of terror wrought by the holiday killer continues in Gotham City. With each calculated crime, the stakes raise as tensions boil over between the Falcone and Maroney crime families. As Batman, James Gordon, and Harvey Dent race to solve the deadly puzzle, a breach at Arkham Asylum brings villainous players into the game. Based on the critically acclaimed graphic novel, Batman The Long Halloween concludes this gripping chapter in the Dark Knight's saga. (gasps) Who done it? Who done it? Um, go back and listen to our other episode. To find out. No. Uh, <laughs> oh man, that's a good way to get listened. I tell you, I tell you one thing that I love about. So we again, we reviewed this in 2019. I don't think I've read it since then. Um, this no, is not one I of those. Haven't. This is not one of those graphic novels that is on my like. Oh, you know, I have 45 minutes. Let me just grab this, flip it open, and read a little bit of it. Um, I forgot who did it. <laughs> So I'm sitting there watching this movie like I feel like I know how this ends, but I'm not 100 percent and getting to kind of re-experience it for for the first time with a heavy like air quotes there. This is such a great plot. It's so good. It is. And, you know, the obviously there's going to be some differences between the graphic novel and the movies, the animated movies. Um and the, and the ending is different. Uh, it's actually very different. In fact, in the graphic novel, Batman just assumes that Harvey is the one that did it. And Harvey never says that it wasn't him. And so his wife actually never gets caught. Mm-hmm. So she gets away with it. Um because Harvey just, he goes ahead and he takes the blame, actually figuring out that, oh, wow, it was my wife. Um, so that's a little bit different. Yeah. Um, what else? 
I know I, there's, I, there's several differences. I really appreciate that, though, how it's not a true adaptation so much as it is heavily, heavily inspired by. Yeah. Now, I, you know, the first part, part one, is almost identical. Like, everything that happens and, is yeah. very, very similar. I think part one, of the two, I think part one is not significantly better, but better than part two. I agree. Um, um, part two is just, it feels busy. Yeah. Like, they, like their budget was contingent on how many Batman characters they could put in a movie. And they got through the first part of the movie, and they were like, oh, man, we've made this really good movie. Oh, no. We have all these characters left to use. How are we going to slam them in there together? Well, to be fair. They also show up in the graphic novel as well. Uh, everybody lim- kind of makes an appearance. Are they limited to more of like the second half, or is it? I think more it's more sp- like spread out throughout throughout okay. it. So yeah, I guess you are right. It was more condensed into okay. the second part. But yes, it, it, in the graphic novel, it's kind of throughout. Yeah, because and one of the reasons is you got to remember that that was an entire year mm-hmm. of Batman. Yeah. So it's it's very it's very different uh, in that sense. You know, it didn't happen just one after another. There was time in between. Um, but I love that they fit in the scene with uh, Joker in the airplane. Mm-hmm. That was um, that was one of my favorite scenes in the book. So I was happy to see that in the movie. What was what was his line from the from the movie? He said something about like, "Why did the corn only get gold medals? Is because it's not going to be number two. And I was like, "That's such a great horrible joke." <laughs> I need like it was one of like I'm gonna have to tell like the people who I tell my terrible jokes to. It's like this is amazing. <laughs> it's such a such a fun moment. And Joker, I was very excited, was voiced by Troy Baker. Yes. Who since the retirement of Mark Hamill as the Joker, Troy Baker has essentially become the voice of the Joker. Yes. He really and has. It was it was very exciting to at least have that continuity because the rest of the cast, by and large, I don't feel like has been in any other DC animated movie in these roles. Yes, in these and roles. I, and I say in these roles because the voice actor cast as Batman and Bruce Wayne took the longest time for me to wrap my head around because it's Jensen Ackles. And if you have listened to to me talk about Batman really in any length, you know how much I love Under the Red Hood. One of my all-time favorite Batman arcs, probably my second favorite behind Hush. And it, when they when they adapted it into the movie, Jensen Ackles was Jason Todd. Mm-hmm. So that is the the voice that I associate with him very directly, actually, because I haven't watched um, Supernatural or The Boys. So that, like, to me, I hear Jensen Ackles, I think Jason Todd. Yeah. And hearing him as Bruce Wayne was a bit of a like, oh, I don't I don't know how I feel about this. It was weird. It was different, but I liked it. Yeah. I mean, like, he's he's it, great. He could. It, it be, just if they, if it they made cast sense him as Bruce Wayne, I would not be I would not be upset. Yeah, it made sense to me that oh, he basically played a Robin, and now he's playing Batman. Yeah, it just made sense. Yeah. A natural um, step. It was nice that they uh, that Josh Umal still gets work in uh, 2021 when these were made. <laughs> I, I remember. Do you remember that show Las Vegas uh-huh. about the casino? That's yeah. really the only thing I remember Josh Umal from. Yeah. And he's enjoyable. He just isn't in anything, I feel like. No, but he did a good job, I felt. Yeah, I, I enjoyed. So a lot of this movie, kind of a, a, a TLDR, if you will, um, the movie is about finding the holiday killer who kills is a serial killer who kills on holidays. And a lot of it is about it's it's essentially an origin story for Two-Face. Yeah. If you were to boil it down to what this movie is, it is a Two-Face origin story. And a lot of a lot of the heavy lifting 
is on is on the the Batman actor, right? It's a Batman story. But the the Two Face Harvey Dent character is crucial to this plot working. And like you were saying, he he does really well. Yeah, I I also I liked the voice he used for Two Face. A clear differentiation. Yeah, because I know growing up, a lot of people our age would have grown up with like animated Two Face. Um, but I grew up with Tommy Lee Jones Two Face, and uh, <laughs> let me tell you, real bad. <laughs> That's like a special ex- two-face exceptionally right there. poor. Um, he's fun, fun. Don't get me wrong. Batman Forever is a fun movie. It is a bad movie. So it it took a long. It took honestly. It took until the Dark Knight for me to shake Tommy Lee Jones as Two Face. And getting to this point now, where it's like you know, just experiencing so much of this movie with Harvey Dent as Harvey Dent. It was actually. It was very. It was. It was great. Mm-hmm. I liked the uh, amount that they had Catwoman involved and you got to see a little bit of their um, love interest there between the two of them. She's such an interesting character. She is. Because it's like, well, she's going to help Batman, but she's going to get she's going to get her own stuff, too. And they they kind of dance around that in this movie where she is. I mean, this movie does the the second part of this movie does not happen without Selena in the first movie. Mm -hmm. She's a she's a essential part of keeping Bruce alive in multiple multiple times during this and I feel like she has a lot more depth than Catwoman would have had in things previously oh yeah because he doesn't have a Robin in this no so he definitely like you know yeah like you said I mean he he wouldn't have been able to do what he did if it wasn't for uh Selena so there's she, a she was a key player yeah especially like near the near the end of the movie there's a big uh, team up battle um with like every Batman villain you could ever think of versus Batman and Catwoman and it was chaos in a bad way like it can be chaos in a good way if it's done really well but like why why did why did tetch have to be in this at all like the mad hatter does not add anything to this movie no he's just there and annoying he's just there rhyming everything (sighs) so tedious i'm trying to think of things that rhyme with tedious and i know there are things i just don't want to do it well also i i didn't like the voice actor for him either it didn't fit his character at all it made it sound like he was from the peaky blinders and it's like no that's not how the mad hatter sounds he's yeah he's almost jolly in a, in a weird psychotic way so do you want to know the one of the most famous uh, voices that uh the, the voice actor for the mad hatter did he was marcus phoenix in gears of war oh very different character how about that that's wow you know who else I found out the other day was in Gears of War, and I never realized it? Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> yeah, that was my reaction, too. Was he just in everything He's growing been up, and lot. we never realized it until he became, like, transcendently famous? Yes. All right. I looked it up because I was watching uh, Disney+. Plus. I, I was bored, and I turned on National Geographic and watched- You were bored. Wow. Yeah. And watch the, uh, they have an America the Beautiful series, and it's just all the, the different land, mar- you know, the, just all the different kinds of, like, you know, we've got, like, the Northern Plains and the Out West and all that kind of stuff. And so you were seeing the different animals, and Michael B. Jordan narrated it. And he actually, it, for whatever reason, it fit. And um, I was like, I'm, I'm going to look up to see what else he's done. And, uh, and then I saw Gears of War, and I was like, huh. That's, yeah, I would not have ever thought that. That's really cool. Yeah, he's done a lot of voiceover work, so that's very interesting. But I, one thing I wanted to mention about this movie that I very much appreciated and enjoyed was the artwork. The animation for this movie was great. I, I really so liked it. It took me until into the second part to acclimate to it, because if you watch, as 
as much Batman, the animated series or other like DCAU movies, they have a, a somewhat consistent style. Like you can look at it and kind of know what era of DC animated the movie is from. And I guess the thing that I didn't fully appreciate about this movie. So we talked about this movie came out in 2021 and we've talked uh, a little bit before that there you might have heard of it. Um, there was this this health crisis in 2020 and 2021 when this movie was being produced and developed and I don't know how that would have impacted something like this, but I have to imagine that animators and illustrators were working from home or if nothing else in environments that they weren't considered normal. Yeah. And inside of that context, the movie becomes much more impressive to me because it's like a full two and a half, almost three hours of continuous. Like it just, I don't, it's, it took me a second, but it works. It's good. I enjoyed it. I I liked it. It was different. I also appreciated that it took Batman back to that, like where it looks like the 1940s. Yeah. You know? And, and I, I think Batman really, truly the, the superhero genre in general, I feel like works best in that time period. I don't know that I will say that, but I will completely agree that it works best vaguely in the past. Yes. So if it's not if it's not super era dependent. Yes. I think that's completely like again, I, I referenced Batman the animated series just like just a minute ago. And I feel like that's very much how that is. It's just vaguely the past. Yeah. Because if you if you try to make something hyper modern, and I, I was I heard someone talking about this last week about that movie uh Free Guy. Mm. When you try to make something start to finish full of pop culture references, it's not gonna age well. No. <laughs> and I feel like even when you even when it's not something like that, but it's set to be modern for the time time it might not age well so if you take that out of it 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 should age very well and i feel like at least for me because i I love the animated series so much it holds up because it's not dependent on like oh you know you had to watch it then for it to be good you know and i feel like i feel like this holds up in that same sense yeah no i agree no i totally agree and um but yeah and also one more little thing that like this was actually a negative about the movie that bothered me losing my voice um Harvey only having two bullets. Such a random thing. Like, I didn't get that. It feels random because it's definitely used as a like, oh man, I dropped my gun, but I knew I shot all my bullets. I feel like that's a two-faced thing, though. I feel like that's a one bullet for each side of the coin. Well, I guess. That's the silly excuse I'm trying to... I guess if that was the case, then wouldn't he just carry one? Yeah. (laughs) Yes, that makes much more sense. That was the... Because I I had that same, like, sorry, I only had two bullets. (laughs) Like, why? Why did you not just have one bullet if you knew you were going to just do what you wanted to do anyway? Right. I No, I'm completely with you there, and it does kind of take away from the the moment at the end of the movie. Um, Also, I should have... I meant to... I meant to talk about this at the beginning. Um... This movie is rated R for those of you listening who might like, oh, you know, I've read this book. I want to sit down and maybe watch it with my kids. Um, I guess it did have some language. I'm not going to sit here and tell you what you should or shouldn't do. I'm just going to tell you that this movie, according to the IMDb page, is rated R for violence and bloody images. Somehow not including language, but there are at least at least one F word. Yeah. And a couple of S words, I think. Yep. So it's definitely not, you know, the what is it? The Batman, the brave and the bold that like kids WB Batman from when we were like not really kids anymore. Uh-huh. Um, it's not that, but it's not like super dark and broody like uh, like the Batman was last year. Right. So, I mean, it's good. It's just that it changes that expectation. Ah, man, you should go back and listen to that review as well for the Batman. 
which was just last season. Mm-hmm. Um, but gosh, we thought so like we were so certain that it was going to be uh, the long Halloween mm-hmm. because that's how the movie starts. It was like October 31st Halloween. And then like nothing else happened with that. <laughs> it was such a, such a bait and switch almost. It was. Cause you know, people like us are sitting in the theaters and they're just like, oh, are they going to do the thing? They're going to they do, do it. And then, no. And then the movie ends, and he's like, Thursday, November 24th, it's Thanksgiving. It's like, really? Like, (laughs) (laughs) that's it? Oh, man. Just a few weeks have passed. Yeah, as opposed to this, which is genuinely a year. Yeah. Um, So, um, yeah, I think. Yeah. Rate it. Do we have a full, can we do a full like DCAU scale? Is there a bad one? Like what would be the bad end of the scale? Mm. I feel like that's kind of troubling. Like they're all decent to They're good. all decent. Um, yeah. Like I hate one to tending things just because it's so. Bleh. I know. I, I liked the Justice League. That was like the first one they did. Mm-hmm. Um, or I guess they did Flashpoint. Man, that was really good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Every single one of them has been like, I don't banger think. Banger after banger. Yeah. I don't think there's been one that's been like bad. Yeah. Um, there have been some that I just didn't like. What I didn't was, really like uh, Hush. I don't I have mixed opinions about Hush just because I like the book so much, the movie would was always going to be bad. Well, I liked the book. Yeah. The book was that's very good. that's tricky to me. So I guess we ought to just ten. Yeah. Man, I'm so disappointed in me. I can normally come up with these better. Uh, one to ten. This gets a solid nine. Yeah, I um, I'm gonna put it at an eight out of ten. Uh, yeah. Actually, I think what brings it down is kind of the it, um that last fight with Batman and and it's and Catwoman not great. and in the high rise apartment with uh Carmine with Falcone. Falcone and yeah and his daughter. It's it's not my favorite thing. No, it kind of brought it down a little bit. But other yeah. than that, the rest of the movie is fantastic. Very very good yeah part um, part one especially i'm gonna bang that drum as much as i can like part one the long halloween is a very very good movie yeah yeah so i give it an eight john gives it a nine uh but check it out for yourself let us know what you think if you want to argue with us and tell us that we're wrong uh you can do that mm-hmm. you can email us email the show they didn't ask us at gmail.com you can follow us on twitter and message us on there the show is tdau underscore pod john is of course j Mueller8332. You can also follow him on Twitch. And then on Twitter, I am the nerd is underscore in. So please message us and let us know what you think. And uh, let us know what it is that we're doing wrong or what we should change or praise or, us too. I, I'd, I'd like if, that. Or if you have any suggestions, as yes. um, we are taking an audience suggestion for our bonus episode for the That's month right. of January. Yes. It's, I feel like it's, so we're, we're going to be reviewing the Watchmen movie. Yes. And it is, I'm confident in saying it has been a decade since I've seen this movie. And I think the last time I watched it, it was on TV. So I don't know that that even really counts. I haven't watched it since it was in theaters. So it's been a very long time. It's 2006, wasn't it? Was it? It was a while. Hmm. I remember one of my very, very dear friends. Ah, 2009. And I know he listens to the show, so he can get mad at me. But he brought me to that movie and insisted that I go with him. Um, I had no idea what was going on. I was very confused. I think watching it now, I think I might enjoy it a little bit more. Okay. Um, And I'm also, I'm going to try really hard to get a copy of the uh, graphic novel, because I would like to read it as well to see the differences. I think that's fair. So I feel like Watchmen is one of those like readily available graphic novels like probably most most 
bookstores would stock it. And if they don't, like you could probably find it on Amazon or something pretty cheap. Yeah. So I'm going to try really hard to get that. I know um, our uh, listener who emailed us, I know he was uh, specifically, he, you know, he wanted us to compare it. Um, I don't know if we're going to be able to do that, but we will, at the very least, we are going to review the movie. And uh, yeah, that was from uh, Alan was the one who suggested that. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. We're very grateful. Appreciate it. So we will be doing that next time for a bonus episode. And uh, let's see, anything else? Am I forgetting anything? I feel like I'm forgetting something. I think that that about does it for me. Yeah. I didn't, we didn't, it wasn't Rocky. That was weird. <laughs> it's almost like we're in the middle of our what? What season are we on? Have four, we finally five? figured this out, John? I haven't. I no. I four. <laughs> I went back to I went that. back to Spotify. Oh. I still had it pulled up. Oh, we've been doing this for four seasons. Four seasons. Oh, we're a hotel. Hey, hey, look at us. All right. Well, uh, so we will see you in two weeks. But until then, nerd out.